Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. I'm Kent Chester and let's get started. To add your voice to the conversation, be it to ask a question, share an opinion, or even suggest a topic for future discussion, call or text the Tech Mobility Hotline. That number is always 872-222-9793. Or you can email the show, talk at techmobility.show. And again, that is talk at techmobility.show. One more thing. Our YouTube channel is the place where I post short videos about topics we've previously discussed on the program, usually with a bit more information. We have a goal of 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. And if you haven't already, please do consider subscribing to our channel. And if you have, a big thank you. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, I want to talk about Sony, and I want to talk about Honda, and I want to take your mind back. You may remember in the last couple of years, they have jointly announced that they are actually going to build an electric car together. Let that sink in for a minute. Sony, which is known for entertainment and programming. Honda, which is known for efficient, bulletproof cars. And they're coming together to create a brand new product and really a brand new vehicle. So many questions. Because what we haven't heard about the Sony Honda car, and by the way, it's called a Fila. Let me spell it. A-F-E-E-L-A. How they got to that name, I don't know. But that's what it's called. Let's think this one through. In a crowded marketplace where everybody who's anybody that has dreamt about building an EV is either in the market or soon will be in the market in the next two years. Honda's late to the total EV thing, although they've dabbled in hybrids and they've dabbled in alternative fuels in the past. You might remember uh, the uh, compressed natural gas Civic that they built for California back about 15 years ago. You might even remember the Insight, which was a plug-in hybrid, or even the Clarity, which came in three different flavors from a full-blown pure electric, which was sold in California, and a plug-in hybrid, and then just a regular hybrid. The regular hybrid was available across all 50 states. But as far as Honda going alone, they haven't done it yet. Because even the prologue, which is coming to market here in about the same time frame, is uh, basically running on GM's uh, commonality, GM's skateboard and GM electronics using the Ultium battery. And Honda has a long history of leveraging their investment. But the question is, if they've got all that on their plate, what what is the purpose of this? And it's called the company's called Sony Honda Mobility. A company and a model called Afila. And we don't know how it's going to be sold. We don't know who's signing up. We don't know how many they're going to build. Uh, we believe that Honda is going to build it in Ohio someplace because they're in the middle of spending about $700 million to trick out some factories to build EVs. Part of those will be prologue. I would not be surprised if part of these may actually be the new Afila when they figure it out. Meanwhile, and this ought to blow your mind, the computer chips they're going to be running on? Qualcomm. And if that name sounds familiar to you, Qualcomm is a major player in cell phone computer chips. So let's see. We've got an entertainment company, we've got a cell phone company, and we've got an automaker all coming together to generate a new kind of car in a kind of a new kind of way. 
And even Automotive News in their piece uh, this summer referred it to it as a computer on wheels that can be personalized like a smartphone, socialized like a social media platform, and make driving decisions like a human. That last part I'm not sure about, making driving decisions like a human. Uh, what kind of human? Were they in a good mood, bad mood, road rage, what? That, that I'm just asking, asking for a friend. But they said, will not work without powerful microchips from Czech diet Qualcomm. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work, but this this particular vehicle, you know, somebody had to make a business case for saying, you know what, what we need in the mix with all this coming to market, because it's not rocket science. Everybody knew all these EVs are coming to market in the next few years. Why did Honda and for that matter, Sony figured that was a good time and a good opportunity and a good market to throw in a completely untested brand new brand. Just go for it. Now, fairness. It's not completely from scratch because you got Honda. So unlike a lot of the EV manufacturers that are learning from scratch like Tesla did or buying parts uh, from GM like a number R or having a contract manufacturer build it like Fisker and some others, They've got Honda, so they've got that part licked. But you know, it's not a, it's not branded as a Honda. So, will this vehicle? What kind of reputation will it have? What kind What kind of performance are we going to hear about it? You know, when Lucid Air, when Lucid started, Lucid made a big deal years before the first one rolled off the assembly line of testing and competing, and they publicized it and in fact ironically uh the lucid air did their um durability and uh long distance testing on honda uh test tracks in ohio <laughs> go figure nothing yet about the afila i i don't know i will tell you i will tell you this though qualcomm will supply the vehicle's high spec microprocessor set called the snapdragon digital chassis and it's capable of get this now 800 trillion operations per second. I don't even know how you define that. What is What constitutes an operation? And why do I need so many? By comparison, chips in today's cars usually range from 10 trillion to 50 trillion operations per second. Bet you didn't know that. This The Afila EV will have 45 sensors, including LiDAR, eight cameras, expansive interior screens, and built-in AI. Yeah, that's all we need. More screens and AI. Right. You know, what could possibly go wrong, right? All the sensors and cameras, in theory, will enable level three self-driving capabilities. Yeah, this isn't exactly full autonomy. If you've been following the program for the last five or six years, you know that level three is what you might call conditional um, autonomy. Under certain situations, whether it's a geofenced area or highways or however it's mapped out, it's limited. Think more like today's super cruise or something like that, where for short spaces or under certain situations, you can take your hands off the wheel. Think of it like that. It is not full autonomy yet, although some people want to try it, but it's not. Level three is not full autonomy. Snapdragon's digital chassis includes Snapdragon Ride, the autonomous ride platform. So they're building into this car 
the ability to go level four. But what's stopping everybody right now for going full-blown level four in a privately owned vehicle, by the way, yes, there are vehicles in test, mainly robo-taxis. And if you've been following the program and we've talked about it in San Francisco and you know how that's going, not well. What's stopping it is legislation. They don't want to roll this out until the United States, at least nationally, figures out what autonomous vehicles look like, what they should be required to do, what the minimum standard is. And it's something I've been saying for years. There's no minimum uh, standard relative to performance, to safety, to anything when it comes to an autonomous vehicle. And it really needs to be. There has been guidelines and there's been suggestions and there's been industry best practices, but nothing really that says, hey, if you build an autonomous car for retail sale in the United States, we're going to let you do it. This is the minimum safety features it needs to have. This is the minimum default features it needs to have. This is the minimum cybersecurity features it needs to have. And we're going to compare apples to apples rather than apples to kumquats. And right now that's where you're at. So it should be interesting to see how Afila does. I don't know why Honda would do this, but apparently they think there's a business case for it. It will be interesting to see how the market responds, whether the Honda faithful will go this way. Maybe they'll buy a prologue. Maybe they'll wait because Honda said towards the end of the decade, they'll have their own product and their own technology on the street. But meanwhile, to be in the field, here we are. Two different directions with two different types of manufacturing. Should be real interesting and how this turns out and if this thing even sells. And, you know, if when they're going to open the order banks and to learn, maybe I'll get to drive one. And if I get to drive one, I'll certainly let you know because I'd like to know how this thing operates. Because until now, I haven't even seen a prototype or anything. So there you go. You're listening to the Tech Mobility Show. Are you tired of juggling multiple apps and platforms for meetings, webinars, and staying connected? Look no further than AONMeetings.com, the all-in-one browser-based platform that does it all. With AON Meetings, you can effortlessly communicate with clients, host virtual meetings and webinars, and stay in touch with family and friends, all in one place and for one price. Here's the best part. You can enjoy a 30-day free trial. It's time to simplify your life and boost your productivity. AONMeetings.com, where innovation meets connection. Get started today and revolutionize the way you communicate. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days everybody wants to be social and we're no exception hi i'm ken chester host of the tech mobility show 
We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.